Hi guys, my name is April Williams. Welcome to East to West Weight Loss Surgery, the podcast. I am the West piece. And I'm Jason Smith. I am the East to the East to West Weight Loss. Jason and I are super excited to start this new adventure. Uh, we uh, met kind of randomly. I host some virtual bariatric meetups. Uh, Jason came to one of them, and uh, after one of the meetings, he and I just kind of started, you know, talking about our experiences. We realized that we uh, had a lot in common, but we had a lot to share, and just. In our conversations, we really found that the more that we, we spoke to each other, the more that we kind of learned about our own experiences. So I approached Jason uh, maybe a month and a half ago and just said, hey, you know, would you be interested in teaming up to maybe create a, a, a bariatric space on Instagram just to kind of support the community? And he was totally down. Uh, so we, uh, we decided that um, create East to West weight loss surgery uh, for the whole goal of supporting the bariatric community through humor, humility, and honesty. And uh, we've really just had a great time uh, putting it together, brainstorming uh, what we want to do, how we want to support the community. And we're so excited that this is our very first podcast. <laughs> yeah, we had so many just great ideas flowing between the both of us just, just through messages and, and, and little meetings that we've had you know, up until now that we just had to get it out to the world. And the more people that I talk to in the community about it, the more people are, are supportive of it and really excited to see what we're able to bring to the community. Because while the community is so large, it's kind of scattered at the same time. So if we can find a way to kind of bring everybody together, pull those resources, man, we'll be unstoppable with the things that we're able to do and accomplish in the world. So. Yep, absolutely. So uh, today's episode is really just gonna gonna be a little bit uh, about our experiences, but we're gonna share what are some of our most amazing things that we've noticed since we've had weight loss surgery, uh, and we're really gonna talk about some challenges and just some of the. Uh, the changes that we have noticed throughout our journey. So you can actually, you might be watching us on YouTube or you might be listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcast. Uh, but wherever you are listening or watching, we, we thank you for, for tuning in. And we're really excited to get your feedback because the whole goal of doing East to West Weight Loss Surgery was that we really want to incorporate the community. We want to bring everybody's ideas, everybody's experience, everybody's perspective together in a central location so we can all learn and grow from each other. So your feedback, uh, your suggestions, your willingness to come on to the podcast and be interviewed and talk with us is what's going to make this just an amazing experience for everybody. So we appreciate you turning in and we appreciate you being a supporter of the community. Definitely. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we're just going to jump right into uh, to kind of our, our first questions. Uh, so we would like to just introduce uh, ourselves to you a little bit, give you a little bit uh, of background, talk about like where we lived, kind of where we're from, what type of surgery we had, when we had the surgery, and why we, we chose to do it. So Jason's going to start us off with that. Uh, I am 44 years old. I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I've got uh, three kids, two girls and a boy, uh, two grandkids, so I'm a grandfather, and I had gastric sleeve surgery on March 11th of 2020. Um, for me, I, you know, like I said, three kids, two grandkids, it was really kind of a no-brainer for me. Had some health issues kick up uh, for myself and ballooned from about 245 pounds up to 468 pounds. Um, got to the point where 
anything short of getting out of bed and going to the bathroom was a tremendous experience for me. Uh, knees hurt, hips hurt, just joint pain, headaches all the time. Um, just even with a CPAP, just restless sleep, just not, just my health. I could literally feel my health declining day by day. So at 44 years old, I see people that are 10 years older than me out there just doing it, especially here in Florida at the beach or at the you know restaurants we go to. And there, there's people that are, that are sometimes 20 years older than me that are just out there getting it. And here I am, you know, out of breath just from sitting, you know, and I get to a point where, you know, I really got to looking at things and I, you know, for one, for myself, I thought how selfish I had been, not only to my kids, but to myself, to my wife, I just realized that me treating my body the way I treated my body for the first, you know, 44 years of my life was ridiculous. And the fact that I wasn't doing anything about it just so I could continue to eat the way I ate was even more ridiculous. So I really had to sit down and have a talk with myself. Uh, I've kind of nudged in and out of the weight loss surgery category a couple of times, thought about it, and then thought to myself, no, I got this. I can do it on my own. And it, the, the weight came back, if not, you know, if not the same amount more. And we've all experienced the same things with different diets and things that we've tried. Um, and for me, I just realized that it was time to take, the, you know, to take matters into my own hands and really do something about it that's really going to last because I want to be here. You know, I've seen my kids graduate. I've seen all that stuff. But now it's time for my grandkids and doing all these things and, you know, walk my daughters down the aisle and my son and all, all these things that I would miss out on if I continued life the way it was. So I made the choice to have the surgery. Um, since then, it's been nothing but amazingness. Uh, no complications as far as my, my portion of it went. Um, as of this morning, I've lost 72 pounds. Um, so the, the milestones keep coming. Uh, I just keep pushing. Uh, now it's, it's funny to me because yesterday, um, you know, we had talked about it at the bariatric meetup and the virtual meetup you know, uh, a non-scale victory for me was I mowed my entire yard front, back, and side without stopping to take a whatsoever, and then continued on with yard work after that, and I had a, a pedometer on my phone keeping track. Uh, by the time I got done and came inside, I had walked 1.9 miles of just moving around with only taking a couple of breaks in between there, when before I wouldn't, be, I, I can't stand up five minutes without my back locking up, my knees hurting, and having to take probably an hour break. And I don't think I sat for an hour yesterday while I was doing all that work. Came in, took a shower, and I was still good to do stuff the rest of the day. Normally, if I would have been out there for one hour, I'd be ruined the rest of the day. I'd have to take a nap and sleep and just let my body rest. And, and I'm just glad to be free of that with just the, and I say just, but I say just very lightly, with having just the 72 pounds gone, so I can't imagine what it would be like when I'm back down to my goal weight, you know, when I hit the goal weight of 250 that I'm looking for. Uh, just to me, it just seems amazing already. I, I just continually nod my head because so much of your story I see in my own story and can absolutely relate to that. It's just, it's such a freeing feeling when all of a sudden you do something without even thinking about it. And then, you know, then you kind of pause and go, oh, wait a minute. I didn't even have, you know, that wasn't challenging or I didn't need to take a break or, you know, just the ease of things 
becomes so, so different because I think too, you know, people ask me all the time, like, well, don't you feel different? And it's like, I really don't feel different. I mean, I carried this weight for so long. This is just normal. But what does feel different is when all of a sudden I can do something with greater ease or I do something and it doesn't have any type of negative impact. I mean, it's just the, for me, the, the difference in feeling comes from just when I can do something that I could always do before, but now I just do it with much, much, much greater ease. So totally get it. Totally get it. Uh, so I am a 38 year old woman. I live in Gig Harbor, Washington state. So that's how we kind of came up with the East to West thing. Jason's in Florida. I'm in Washington. We're like as far apart as you could possibly get, but you know, when good things come together, they, they just come together. Uh, so I've had uh, the vertical sleeve gastrectomy VSG uh, in July of 2019. Uh, like you, I had no complications whatsoever. It was a pretty seamless process. Uh, and I um, actually, kind of like you too, I went back and forth on, on about weight loss surgery for quite a few years. In fact, my husband even asked me if I would think about having weight loss surgery soon after we were married. And I was like incredulous. It was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like that's not for somebody, you know, my size. I'm not, you know, a 600 pound person, you know, no, 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 I'm going to do it. You know, no, i have just, I'll do it. You know, how I'm going to do it, which was just ridiculous. Cause there's no way I could have lost the weight without weight loss surgery. I can say that now that I've, now that I've done that, but uh, I follow all my friends on Instagram. And one of my friends is posting pictures of herself and she just looked amazing. She looked healthy. She was glowing. Just, you know, just, awesome. And I messaged her and I was like, girl, what are you doing? Because I want to do that too. You just look fantastic. And she told me she had weight loss surgery. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like that is not for people our size because we were the same, you know, we weighed the same, we wore the same clothing. We were the same level of, of, of active, you know, very active. And when she said she had weight loss surgery, I was just floored absolutely floored uh so I, I sat with that conversation and the next day i called her surgeon and made my first appointment and, and kind of went down that that path and yeah like you uh, best you know best decision i could have made for sure so okay so uh we really want this podcast to be about just all of the awesome things that have happened to us post weight loss surgery just to kind of describe how our lives have changed in really amazing ways uh, so I'd like you, Jason, to describe three things that you have just found to be amazing uh, after weight loss surgery. Uh, I would say probably one of the first things that I didn't think about beforehand was how my skin was going to change. Um, I've noticed a lot of, I had a lot of flaking and buildup and just, just issues with my skin, breakouts and things like that, that just starting the liquid diet portion of the surgery of pre-surgery up until now uh, the difference in my skin has been fantastic uh, still doing lotions and things like that to kind of keep it all at bay of course but but just the difference in, and other people noticed it before I did because I see myself every day and I didn't see a difference and everybody's like oh you're you know just kept commenting on how my skin has changed and I was like oh okay cool I'll take it because <laughs> at that point we'll take all the compliments we can get so oh, yeah. I was, uh, uh, the more I got to really looking at it and looking at older pictures, you can really tell a difference. And then I started to kind of, you know, those old pictures will really help out in this whole process because you start thinking and looking like, oh, well, I didn't really change that much. So, you know, the weight's not making that big of a difference. And then you see yeah. your old pictures and you're like, damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I must not have any real friends because then nobody tell me I was this big. Like, what the hell? 
I, I had a couple, like, I got mad at my wife one day, and I was like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you couldn't tell me I look like this for real, like, in real life? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, do you see me? Like, no wonder people stare at me when I'm out public. Because I look like a damn grizzly bear, that's why. Oh, I look like I can shave the grizzly bear down and taught him how to walk. Yes, no, I'm, I'm like you too. I literally had like come to Jesus moment with my family and friends. And I was like, okay, what the actual hell you guys? Like, this is what I legit look like and nobody said anything. I've got a lot of theories about that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing. It means they loved you. They loved you for you and not necessarily right. your size and your shape. But at the same time, there are so many blinking red lights when you are that overweight and that unhealthy like you said your skin uh your your hair just all these things that you would never think about are screaming at you for you to do something to help it out and it's just we just don't don't see it so right and they get so i mean i'm i'm six four and weighed you know at my highest weight 468 pounds like i mentioned so i'm, I'm a large person uh, I'm, I'm very large so you know, and thinking about like when people stare at me and put like, I, I totally get it now because I'm like, well, look at me. Jesus, I'm staring at me too. Like, I'm huge. Like, I'm a giant. So, but, but that's, you know, that, that's been another thing too is noticing now just, just in the small amount of time is even though the scale may not be moving, the measurements are. Um, so that's another thing that just you'll notice in certain ways that you move or hold yourself if you're on camera or, or whatever else, like if you're video chatting with somebody like we are now, you'll move or do something a certain way and you'll be like, wait a minute, like hold on, like I can see neck and I can see arm, like arms are smaller, like oh, this is pretty cool. Like you don't think about it until you see it in that format or in a picture or something like that, you start to really see it. So that's, uh, pictures have been another thing for me that have been fantastic, amazing since weight loss because, or since the surgery, because like I said, even though the scale's not moving, the pictures don't lie. The pictures will show yeah. you flat out that your body changes, even though the scale may not. Yeah. So, and I've also, I've totally found myself too. I look at pictures and I, I have always thought that I looked the way I look now. But when you look back at those after pictures, it's like, oh no, I didn't look like that. But in my mind's eye, I, I kind of always knew what I looked like and it was trying to be kind to me and not allowing me to see, you know, my, you know, my shape and my size at my highest weight. But yeah, seeing those before and after pictures, like you said, when the scale doesn't move and you're getting frustrated to look at the measurements and to look at those pictures and just, you can't deny the difference. Your brain can't deny it because your eyes aren't going to lie anymore. It's just a very powerful experience. Totally. It, it, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, and another another thing is I, I, I alluded to this earlier when I was talking about my non-scale victory and moving around, but just being able to something as simple as cooking, being able to cook and, and not have to take breaks, not have to sit down, not have to, you know, cook stuff in shifts because I have somebody take over because I got to, you know, I got to sit down. I actually prepped, cooked, and served a meal the other night for the first time because normally I have to sit at the kitchen table, prep, do all my stuff. Because yeah. I know when I start standing up to cook, I, I've got to have that, that buildup. I've got to have that rest time in there. Otherwise, my back will knot up in the middle of cooking. Then I'll have to come sit down. Mm -hmm. So I was able to actually prep, cook, and serve before I sat down myself to eat. And it just, to me, that was something that, because I love cooking, but it's so long. So much of it had been, you know, different stages or having to do it in a chair or bringing a damn off, rolling office chair into the kitchen so I could cook and move around. 
you know, I just, I think of stuff like that. And then I think of the freedom now that I, I kept myself from having for so long. That to me, it just has been some of the amazing things this far. I mean, cause it, I'm in a month and a week. So just in a month and a week, I, I've come so far. I just can't wait to see where I go from here. Those are some pretty amazing things for sure. And I think, you know, what, one of my amazing things kind of ties into what you were talking about. You know, you, you love cooking and yet you couldn't do it before, or you couldn't do it to the level that you wanted to do it before. And, you know, kind of in a, I don't even know what the word is, but it's like cooking before was killing you and now cooking is saving you, which is so odd, right? Because food is just something that was so important to us before, but it was important in, in all of the unhealthy ways. And I think after surgery, like what I really noticed, which is definitely an awesome thing for me is that I, I did not like to cook before. It was not my jam. I didn't enjoy it. I, I just wanted, you know, quick and easy. I, I just wanted something that was going to calm me down. And after surgery, I'm finding that I really do enjoy cooking. And it's so ironic to me that food is saving me now. Whereas before it was, it was a thing that was, that was killing me. So it's just been a really awesome experience to not only have that joy in my life, but then to also have the capacity to, to do it in the way that I want to do it. I mean, it's just, um, it's so different, you know, and the other awesome thing too that I, I tell everybody who will listen to me is that after surgery, I realized 90% of my day, maybe 95% of my day before surgery was all about food. I, I was thinking about food. I was prepping food. I was buying food. I was, you know, obsessing about it. I was planning it, you know, whatever. 90 to 95% of my day was about food. And then when I think about I, you know, I was also working full time. I was building a house. I was going back to school. You think about all these things in your life that you're trying to do and you're trying to do all of these other huge things on a 10%, you know, brain capacity. And after surgery that just broke that, that connection between food and, and my time, my mental space uh, was severed and it was really scary at first, but then I realized, oh my God, you know, 90% of my day now is freed up to do things that I want to do. And I just found that it was like, oh my gosh, like I've always wanted to, you know, like do this type of thing. Like I've always kind of wanted to start a podcast or I really want to spend more time blogging. I have the, not only do I have the time, but I have the mental capacity to, to do those things. You know, I can just dedicate more time to work. There's more mental space in my life for me to think about gratitude and, and thankfulness, just, you know, like little things. But it's, it's just mind blowing to me that, um, you know, I was able to do the things that I did in my life at the size that I was on very little, you know, brain space. Uh, and then it just makes me really sad to think about how we talk about and how we treat people who are, who are obese and are, are doing the best that they can, because you just don't know that, that they don't have that capacity, that, that, that brain capacity, that, that ability or that physical capacity to do the things that they absolutely love and really want to do. It's not that they don't want to do them. It's that there is no room at the inn, so to speak, to do those things. And that's, that's a real tragedy because it doesn't matter what your weight or what your size is. You have something to offer to society, to your community, to your family, and to yourself. And when 90% of your energy is, is taken up with, with this food cloud it just make things 
just makes things you know really impossible. Uh, and then the other awesome thing that I'll that I will share with you is that you know before weight loss surgery, I thought I was hungry and I thought I was full. And now that I've gone through weight loss surgery, I can say definitively that what I felt before surgery was not hunger and was not fullness. It was not related to to what hunger and and fullness really truly is. You know, uh, before surgery, I could eat and eat and eat and eat constantly all day long, and I would always be hungry. And now that I've had weight loss surgery, very quickly do I get the signals that, no, you are full. And once those signals come, there is no desire to continue to eat, none whatsoever, which is just bizarre. Because I think before, you get maybe a feeling of hunger, but it's not here. So you just keep eating. And it's just detrimental. So to finally feel like, oh my God, I get it. I feel like, I tell people this all the time too, but I feel like I finally joined a club that was super exclusive and I've been like waiting to get in forever because now I know what other people actually feel. You know, when I look at like a truly healthy person, it's like, well, you stop eating when you're full, but you know what full is and now I know what full is. Who would have known, right? You just don't know these things until you've gone through surgery and it's really um it's a bummer that you know that i couldn't experience that before but i also know that i would have never been able to experience it without weight loss surgery so right. uh, you know i mean every time that you know people give me tr trash or they flip me you know stuff because i've had weight loss surgery i just have to i just have to step back into myself and i just have to really reflect on all of these amazing things that, that happened only because of weight loss surgery. And it's not my issue that they don't understand it. I can certainly spend my time and energy and efforts to explain things to them. But, you know, that's also on them. That's, that's their view. That's, that's their, you know, per perceptions and, and nah, you know, it is what it is. All, all I can say is that just amazing things have happened after weight loss surgery. It's funny that you mentioned that because that was also one of the deterrents for me originally was because I was so worried about what I was going to get, like the the kind of backlash I was going to get or if I was going to be, you know, somebody was going to tell me I took the easy way out or any of that, you know, any of that kind of stuff or, you know, just the normal stuff that people say to people that have had weight loss surgery. So that was a concern for me ahead of time. But I just got, like, I kept it to myself through the whole process of, of getting approved and going through all that until it was actually time for, for me to actually go through. So then right before surgery, I put it out. I just decided, you know what? Screw it. I, I gathered up all my courage. I put a big, long post on Facebook, tell everybody my progress, because I had kind of gone to, gone to the Facebook pool a few times for encouragement when I was doing diets and things in the past because I've got a lot of friends that I went to high school with and family and stuff like that that are that are on my Facebook that had really encouraged me through the years on trying different weight loss things and so I felt it kind of to myself that I not that I owed it to anybody but that I wanted transparency in my newest journey and the best way to do it was to just jump off the ledge and say hey here it is here's what's up this is what I'm going to do this is what I've done so far this is the progress that I'm having. And really all I got back was resounding love, support, encouragement. Um, and I actually have people reaching out to me now wanting to know what the latest updates are if I go too long without giving them an update on, on how I've done. So 
to me, I really just decided within myself that I wasn't going to worry about what anybody else had to say, because at the end of the day, it was really for me and my own health. And then I started finding out a lot more people have had the surgery and not said anything to anybody because they were worried about the same thing. So another reason that we're trying to do, you know, that we've come together and joined forces to try to get this information out there is for those of you that may be considering surgery or not considering surgery because you're afraid of what people are going to say. At the end of the day, only you can make this decision for yourself. It can't be for a spouse, for family, for kids, for anything else. I mean, they can be a deciding factor in it, but you ultimately have to make this decision for you because that's the only way this is going to work. You can't be concerned about what anybody else is going to say about the route you decided to take because at the end of the day, your route, your life, your results, it all comes down to you and your decision. So don't worry about what anybody else has to say. Like, and, you know, and in like my situation, hopefully you get the same thing. You find nothing but, you know, love and respect and admiration for what you've done and what you're going to do. Because like, like April had said at the beginning, best decision of her life. And it's the same for me. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm very similar. I, uh, I kind of held my cards until close to the end. And then when I did tell my friends and family, they were excited, but they were very worried or nervous just because it's a medical procedure, you know, it's surgery. Uh, but same thing, you know, huge love and support, just, you know, more than what I could ask. I have had a couple incidents where people have said something to me or somebody that I know, maybe not very well, but you know, I know enough, they posted something about weight loss surgery and it just makes me so angry. Uh, but I really check myself and I let them know in a polite and caring way that that comment hurts me. And here's why, you know, because in the conversations that I had with people who had had weight loss surgery with, with my surgeon and then with, uh, Wendy, my, uh, bariatric therapist, you know, weight loss surgery is no different than any other medical procedure out there. If you had diabetes and you needed insulin, you would take it. If you had a bad knee, you would get a knee replaced. If you had something wrong with your heart, you would get a stint or you would have bypass. Every medical issue out there has a solution, right? Or almost has some type of solution. And you would be asinine to not use the solution that modern medicine has has come up with. So bariatric surgery is just another medical solution for, uh, for, for diseases and, and illnesses that, that ail people. And it's a tool that we can use to live our healthiest life. And anybody that's been through bariatric surgery knows that the tool is the smallest part of the weight loss journey. It's like 5%, maybe 10%. The other 90% is all you and how you overcome your mental obstacles, your, your addiction obstacles, uh, how you face you know, yourself and how you become the person that you really want to become. You know, all that surgery does is give you a tool to help you build your house. It's a great foundation. But if you're not willing to do the excruciatingly painful work of getting to know yourself and getting right with yourself and then changing all of your behaviors to match the person that you want to become, 
then the surgery is going to be pointless. You're going to eat through it. You're, you're, you're just going to work your way back to where you were before. Uh, so yeah, I mean, just like what you said, you know, my hope, our hope is that more information we can share with the world about our experiences, about how you be, how you are a successful bariatric patient, uh, will just help destigmatize weight loss surgery. We just want to encourage as many people uh, who are struggling with weight, like what we were, to at least become familiar with your options. Right, it might weight loss surgery might not be the best option for you, but at least you know that it is an option, and you can become uh, aware and educated about about you know what it is. So, yeah, totally, totally get it. Okay, uh, our next question. So you can either choose uh, if you want to share with us a, a big challenge that you're facing right now, or if you want to share. Uh, what's been the biggest change in your life since weight loss surgery? So you 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 pick. I'm going to go challenge uh, because right now reintroducing foods because uh, I'm past all the soft stages and all that. So I'm reintroducing regular foods now. Um, biggest challenge for me is to stay away from stuff that I think is healthy or I think would help me. That turns out to be not the case because I, I think one way and I kind of get a, a set of thoughts in my head about, oh, I can do this, this, and this, and I'll be good. And I, you know, that keeps me in my little inside the lines where I'm supposed to be. <clears throat> and so, you know, I try to travel that, that lane and not, I'm not trying to reintroduce anything back into the fold that is not supposed to be there. So it's not even an option. I cut all that stuff, you know, completely out. And so for me, I may think one thing and I've done it already two or three times, I'll think something's good. And then, you know, my wife will come behind me and be like, actually, no, because this or this. So you really need to be looking over here at this, this, and this. Because she's been whole food plant-based now for about, for almost, right at almost a year now. So for me, I'm trying to kind of introduce a lot more of that into the, into the, into play than I ever had before. Because before surgery, getting me to try anything that didn't have meat, potatoes, or gravy on it was out of the question. So all the cheese, all the gravy, all the anything you can imagine, if it wasn't that, I wasn't eating it. Mm -hmm. So getting, you know, bringing some of that stuff in now and realizing that, it, that you really can't tell much of a difference in some of the stuff that you're doing. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the biggest challenge, I would say, for me at this at this point. And it is scary, right? Because, you know, you've gone through this major surgery, you've, you've altered your, your insides, you're, you know, battling the, the mental stuff. And then you do still have to eat to live, right? Food is now nutrition. But it is terrifying when you think like, oh my gosh, okay, if, if I, you know, can I eat this? And, you know, is this going to give me the nutrition that I want? But then is this going to open a Pandora's box for, you know, something else or this other food group? So, yeah, it's super stressful just to think about, you know, how impactful your food choices become after weight loss surgery. Whereas before, you didn't even think about it. It didn't matter. It was like, oh, I'm going to have pizza and burgers and, you know, whatever else you wanted to have. And there was no second guessing that. Well, the funny thing, the funniest thing I've heard was, is I bet you're happy to be off the liquid diet. And my immediate answer was, nope. nope. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, no, because the liquid diet's easy. I was like, it's protein shake, water, protein shake, water, protein shake, water, end of the day done. I was like, now it's, oh, what can you eat? Oh, I can eat anything. Oh, well, don't eat that because that's bad. I was like, I'm kind of standing, I'm doing the whole floor as well the thing. And I'm making sure that I don't step off into the wrong area because you know it's all bad i was like especially at this stage 
because I'm kind of laying a new blueprint. And if I go off the wrong way, the measurements won't be right. And it's, I mean, it's, it's literally how I've kind of approached this, this next phase of post-surgery. And it's actually, it's, it's, it's scarier doing this than it was actually going for the surgery to begin with. It's terrifying. Uh, I've spent a lot of time talking with Wendy about, you know, just what relapse is and talking about like, well, what are the triggers or what are, what are the look for's and then how do I avoid those pitfalls? Because you've, you know, when you've gone through so much, you absolutely do not want to go, go backwards. And for me, it, it became crystal clear just how easy it would be to slide back into those old habits and to eat the foods that I shouldn't be eating again. You know, I mean, you get to a point in your recovery where it's like, oh, this just feels normal. Like, okay, now I'm back to regular life. Well, then your brain starts thinking like, oh, well, regular life means, you know, all this other like crap food that got you to the, you know, got you to that, that size in the first place or just the quantity that got you to the size in the first place. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's terrifying. It is definitely terrifying. I do know just in my conversations with Wendy, uh, you know, there, there's great advice, there's hope out there. And I'm really excited. Uh, one of our next episodes, we're actually going to be interviewing and talking with Wendy and she's really going to break down the stats for us just so we can be aware of what, what are our chances of relapse? What do we need to look for? How do we avoid those pitfalls? Because the more informed that we are, the better choices we can make for ourselves when we get into these really scary, terrifying uh, positions because they're just not going to end. I think for the rest of our lives, we're going to be worrying a little bit about what was, and then we're constantly going to be revisiting, like you said, the blueprint that we are making for ourselves because we really do have to build a new life, a new life for ourselves, a new lifestyle, a new way of doing things, new habits. We, even though we're the same, you know, person inside, we really do have to live our lives differently and that's hard to do because there is no, there's no roadmap for that. I mean, there's some general guidelines, but everybody's got to, you know, you got to come up with what works for you safely. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, my biggest change, uh, which I kind of already talked about, but I'll just revisit it again briefly, is just I'm amazed at how much extra time and space I have in my life for things that I uh, that I didn't before. I just, every day, I just am blown away at how little of my life is about food now uh, and how much more space that I have to think about things that I enjoy or, or to do things that I want to enjoy. I just, I had no idea that so much of my life before surgery was taken up by food, but nobody asked me that. Nobody knows to ask that question because why would you, right? I think yeah. regular people or normal people, they don't spend 90% of their day thinking about food. Um, so it's just one of those things you don't know to ask. Uh, so it's just been, it's been very liberating. It's been very empowering. It's been very, um, it's just been very hopeful. It just fills me with a lot of hope because finally I feel like, oh, okay. I kind of feel like a normal person now. Uh, and I'm really pleased and I'm really excited about all the things that I've been able to do and produce and make and the connections that I've made uh, post, you know, post weight loss surgery. And none of it has anything to do with weight loss surgery. It's just all about me. And like you said, the blueprint, the person that I want to become, I finally have the space to do that. And that's just, just absolutely amazing. So I'm super happy about that. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, people don't realize how much of our lives before surgery was dictated by food, by what it was, what you're 
whole relationships, attitudes, outlook on life, outlook on the day, a lot of stuff was right there, had to directly to do with food. Um, you know, people talk about not being yourself when you're hungry, but when you're addicted to food and you're overweight and you're all you want to do is eat and eat everything you can get your hands on like i can remember having all-out arguments in, a, in restaurants with my wife because she wouldn't let me order exactly what i wanted to order because she thought it was too much and and you know that's where the addiction side of it comes out because you think you're like well i don't do that that's that's for stuff like like drug addicts get upset when they can't get their fix but i'm not like that over food until you actually see it happen and then you go oh shit wait I guess I am like that with food. It's the same thing. It's the same fit that you're pitching. Yep. It's exactly, it's exactly the same. And it's, it, it, it can present itself in different ways, but the bottom line is that I know for me, I use food to cope with my emotions. I didn't want to feel certain things. I, again, I had 10% of my brain to deal with life. And when that 10% was up, the only thing that would chill me out or make me feel comfortable or give me some sense of ease was eating. And there was nothing that was going to stop me from doing that because my brain and my body thought I was going to perish if I did not eat food, which is ludicrous it's it's not rational it's it's not correct i mean it makes no sense but that is what addiction does uh the the best i mean i saw a, a addiction therapist for maybe three years before i had weight loss surgery uh his name is david just phenomenal individual phenomenal professional but he finally was able to explain to me what addiction was in a way that made sense to me and he said, you know, imagine you, you're on a, you're, you're, you're going to a destination, right? Humans are naturally going to try to find the most efficient way to get there. So when you figure out that something isn't working, or if you really think that you are in peril, your brain is going to navigate very quickly to that spot that is going to get you out of that feeling or that emotion. So he's like, so imagine, right, you want to go to Seattle. Well, the quickest way to get to Seattle is you hop on I-5, right? It's, it's, a, it's a major thoroughfare. It's, it's, a, it's a highway. Well, the more often that you jump on that addiction highway, the more paved it becomes in your brain and the more indestructible it becomes in your brain. So that after you've done that so many times, now it's not even a, a conscious thought. It's just unconscious. You're just, I'm stressed. I'm feeling this and I'm going to eat. And you get on that super highway and it gets you there very quickly. But the problem with addiction is that once that super highway is paved and well driven, it's never going to go away ever. So he said, you know, e even if you, uh, you know, overcome your, uh, overcome your addiction and you've got all these different coping mechanisms, right? Imagine that, that I-5 all of a sudden became intravenable, right? There's cracks and, and you can't drive on the road anymore. And, you know, bushes and branches, you almost can't see the road. It's still there. And he said, and it doesn't take a whole lot of effort for you to clear away a path for you to kind of get back on it. And he just said, you know, once, two, three times, it's, it's a brand new spanking road. And it's, you know, it was just devastating. It was so uh, hard for me to accept and acknowledge that. But now that I am I'm nine months uh, post-surgery, and I can definitely tell that my addiction superhighway is well intact. There, there is not a lot of growth on that, 
on that roadway because you know, I mean, I get stressed, I get, you know, life still happens. So nothing in life has really changed. So all those emotions and all those feelings and all that stress is still there. And my brain instantly just wants to go to, oh, well, you need this, or you need to go get that. And you, you know, and for me, it's just, at least I'm to the place now where my rational brain can more often than not kick in and you know smack my my old addiction brain back to where it needs to go but it is amazing how instantly my brain goes to that old super highway and man it is work to not steer myself back on that highway it's a it's a real challenge it'll be a challenge for the rest of my life uh which again pisses me off not something i this is somebody adopted your highway and didn't tell you yeah right <laughs> Yeah, please. Somebody else adopt my highway. Adopt my highway. Oh, man. Somebody adopted it, cleaned it up, and didn't even tell you they were coming. No, jerks, man. Yeah, oh, it's just it's so. No, it, but you know, but I guess I, I just come back to you know, if I know it, then at least I can do something about it, right? And. I could choose to ignore it, but then that's totally on me. And I think where people run into failures in weight loss surgery is they acknowledge it now, but they're just choosing to, they're choosing to make that old decision because it is easier. It's easier. It's more comfortable. You don't have to feel all the feels, right? You know how good that feels because you did it forever, but to make the decision, it's like what I posted say, um, in our group, right? It's like, if we really want to make change, we have to choose what we want most over what we want now. And we all know what it feels like to choose the now. It feels great. We zone out, we, we numb out, right? It, it gives us what we want. But for us to choose what we want most is a very difficult decision because everything in our brain is, is pushing us to, to the now. And if we make a decision for what we want most, we don't get instant gratification. There's no numbing effect. Like the, all the crap that's making you angry is still there. You just didn't get the ice cream, right? So you're just yeah. like, what the hell? Why did I even <laughs> use this? You this didn't get the payout. Right? But, you know, we're, we, we just want those instant results. And it's so hard to, it's so hard to bust out of that. But, you well, know, for me, at, the, at this point, it's not so much having to, having to fight the cravings or the urges because I really don't have any of those right now but for me it's breaking the because i'll just not even think about it. it'll be unconscious to me i'll go to grab a hold of something or grab something and eat it and i'm like wait i can't have that like oh no like i'll think it like my son last night was making graham crackers to put peanut butter on and i just started to grab one it was like oh damn let me go to bed before i said i'm like I'm, I'm doing too much in here right? uh, i put it back down but i mean it's just subconsciously it's just you've done it like you said you've done it for so long it's just oh hey look it's a graham cracker i'm on and then you're like wait a minute no you're not <laughs> yep oh man it's it's a trip <laughs> it, it is it definitely is it's it's something that you that it's as as much as we let go of food as a daily uh, a daily something that we have to contend with daily we really have, have just replaced it with the you know, making sure we get our calories and our liquids and our, all, the, all our things in. And, and that's, I mean, it's, it's healthier to have something to focus on so you're not so worried about the other. But at the same time, you know, those thoughts and feelings can creep in there. And that's just something that we want to try to help each other get past and on to the next day. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Okay, my friend, we've, we've made it to the point in our podcast where we ask each other surpri a surprise question. So I'll just, I'll let, I'll let people know who are watching or listening. Uh, at, the, at the end of every episode, we would like to ask each other an, an appropriate su surprise question. We just feel like it's better if it's, if it's candid. It's just, you know, it, it, it's, it adds some spice, if you will. So uh, my surprise question for you is I want to know what moment in your life you knew that you were going to have weight loss surgery and if that was a moment of relief or if that was a moment of panic what what, what did you feel in that moment uh the moment for me is I had really stumbled upon a large group of people that had had the surgery on Instagram that I didn't know existed I had never, I, I'd always been on Facebook. I knew what Instagram was. I just, and I had one, I just never really got on it. So I didn't really, you know, it wasn't until somebody had told me to follow them on Instagram that I got to really poking around on there. And I found a couple of people that, that were like me, that looked like me, that were me. Cause a lot, you know, the majority of surgery patients are, are female. Mm -hmm. that I've seen in the, in the in this research that I've done. But I found a guy that was my, say he's actually an inch taller than me. His highest weight was around mine. So once I saw what he had done, and he's, I believe, four years post-op. So seeing where he was to where he is now, which is exactly the same path that in my head I wanted to get to, I, I realized that it was something that I could do, not only that I could do, but that I could succeed. And so seeing that really kind of popped it into my head that, okay, I'm done playing around. So my very, I had a follow-up visit with my doctor. This, I think I found this guy on a Friday and my follow-up appointment with my primary care doctor was that Monday. And when I went in, cause she had asked me about it before, about a year earlier. And I was just appalled like, Oh, that's me like no that's just not me no hell no like i'll do that on my own I, you can't be talking to me the large man in the corner of the room that's bigger than everyone here combined but yeah to me that that just i got to a point where when i started discussing it with her she was like you're actually the perfect candidate for it based on your lab work your body makeup how you you know how your body trends to treat medications that you're taking like she she just kind of laid it out there in a way for me that was that i just at that point i told her to give me the referral that i needed for the insurance and stuff and and when i left that day it that was the first weight loss for me because there was a weight lifted off of my shoulders that i had been carrying that was aside from my physical weight and I got home and I talked it over with my wife and she got really excited about it. And she was telling me, cause she knows, you know, when I met her, I was 235 pounds. So I was doing things. I was still playing basketball. I was doing all, all kinds of stuff. So the fact that, you know, she's seen me kind of deteriorate over the years, not just with age, but with just my ability due to my weight, she was excited for me to get, you know, that part of my life back and so she's been real supportive from that point but yeah to me that was the biggest the eye-opening moment for me i love it awesome all right do you have a surprise question my for me? surprise question for you would be it has to do with hair loss i'm only a month and a half like i said a month and a week out so i i've heard hair loss is a thing 
uh, it may possibly be coming. I don't really know how much it's going to do to me because of what I have on top of my head. But uh, I, I worry. I, I want to know how you dealt with it and what you like. What what went through your mind the first time you saw noticed it was coming out? Okay. Well, first of all, I really don't like you when you don't wear a hat because I have to look at your beautiful lush locks. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> it has been, it's been a real bitch. That's about the, the, the best way that I can put it. So I, um, I used to have very thick, long, luscious hair in high school and I went away to college and I drank too much and I ate too much and I gained about a hundred pounds in maybe two or three years and my hair really started thinning. Uh, it just wasn't healthy. And another red flag, right? My body was telling me that something was not right. Uh, so I did learn though, after surgery, no matter what you do, so if you get in all of your nutrients, if you get in all your protein, if you're active, you have a 50% chance of going through hair loss. It's just a, it's just like Russian roulette basically with your hair. So I'm definitely part of the 50% that has lost a big chunk of my hair. I don't know if you can see, but I've got like I got lots of, lots of bald spots, lots of just, lots of spots where things are missing. Um, uh, when it, when it, at the worst, I was in the shower and I, you know, washed my hair and, you know, when I put in conditioner, I do this and then I just kind of went like this and I must've had 500 strands of hair in my, in my palm. And I just remember almost having a mental breakdown and just thinking to myself, this is not worth it right? Like I'm going to have loose, saggy skin. I'm going to be bald. Why did I do this? Because this is not the person, this is not how I want to look. Uh, and I slapped it on the side of my shower and I just kind of went like this. And I think I even posted a picture of it. And for some reason, I don't know how I didn't do this on purpose at all. It kind of made a heart shape. And I just looked at that and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So that was the sign from the universe that I needed to pause in that moment and, you know, share some self-love with myself and with my body because of all of the work that it was doing. And if it, if my body needed to jettison some hair to lose the weight, then that is just the price that I was going to have to pay. Uh, you know, part of my food wrapped up in my food issue was I used to spend a lot of money on things that I didn't necessarily need. It was a way for me to not deal with my weight. So I've always made good money. My husband, and I've always made good money and I spend that good money on just random crap. Uh, so when I started to lose my hair, my old brain went to, oh, well, you can try Nioxin or you can try this or buy this or do that. And I just thought, okay. Not only is that my old brain trying to help me avoid the situation, but you know, there are products and services out there that work, but not guaranteed. And a lot of the products you have to use for the rest of your life to have those same results. So I have just decided that I'm not doing a dang thing about it. I take my vitamins religiously. Now I've started to add in biotine or yeah, whatever it is. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's going to help, but I've really shied away from products. I've cut my hair very short. This is the shortest I've ever cut it. Uh, and I really just focus on my nutrition. Uh, so I had massive hair loss month four and five. Um, but now it is very much slowed down. And I noticed too that in sunlight, well, you can even kind of see here, I've got all these little tiny, little tiny babes that are poking up everywhere. Uh, so every time I get my hair cut, or the last time I got my hair cut, at least, um, 
they were very encouraged to see all kinds of new hair growth everywhere. So that means that it's, you know, it's coming back, but yeah, it was, it was a very, uh, disheartening moment for me when, you know, when I realized that I was in that category, but I've, I've also just come to, I just, at this point, I really don't think I care. I'm just so happy with all of the positive things that have happened because of weight loss surgery that even if I lost all of my hair, if I had to go bald, I think I would still be, I would still be okay with it. It's, it's going to be okay because, well, I mean, we all know, right? This is the money maker. It's <laughs> not the only thing that can make money. So I can just focus on, you know, who I am as a person and how I choose to live and, you know, living my values, living my beliefs, being a great member of my community, being a great family member and a great friend. And I have so much more energy and, and space and capacity to do those things. So I'm going to put my energy there and I'm going to love, I'm going to love this. I'm, I'm going to, you know, use nice shampoo and I'm going to style it well, but above and beyond that, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do experience hair loss, I'm going to seek, I'm going to, a little teeny piece of the inside is going to just go, okay. And then I'm going to empathize with you and I'm going to, I'm going to say sorry. But if you do not lose your hair, I'm calling you and you're going to have to send me some of your hair plugs so that I can <laughs> fill in my spots here. Cause you clearly I'll, have enough to go around. I'll start the growing out process now and uh, we'll get some uh, locks for love going on and I'll make you some little wigs out of, out of all of this <laughs> dark ass hair that I have. And uh, I won't give you any of the gray stuff from the beard. We'll, we'll go only up top where it's only a few grays. I would appreciate that. I got, I got enough grace for the both of us too. So any, any, any darker that I can get up here, the better. <laughs> I, I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is what friends are for. <laughs> hey. All right. Well, that wraps up our very first episode. I am super happy with, uh, yeah, just the direction that this is going. Uh, every time I talk to you, I leave feeling inspired and uplifted and uh, it's just nice to talk to somebody who, even though on the surface we might not have a lot in common, under the surface we really have a lot in common. And I just, I'm very thankful for your honesty and, and your openness and you're willing to just, you know, tell it like it is and share your story and, um, you know, and you share my goal too. We don't want weight loss surgery to be a bad thing. We, it's, we don't want it to be taboo. We, we want people to make informed decisions and be proud of their decision and then to be successful afterwards because you and I both know this is not easy. No, it's definitely not. And uh, I, I, I'm glad that you said that about the feeling inspired because I'm the same exact way. Every time we're together, I learn something new that I didn't know before. Um, and it's, that's just what I want to keep doing after this is keep soaking up the knowledge and being able to not only keep it for myself, but help other people because there's so many people out there that while they may not be lost, like they may have a good grip on what's going on with the surgery and the post effects and all that. At the same time, just, it helps a lot of people to realize that they're just not alone. Like that, that somebody else does have the same feeling. Somebody else does, you know, approach this the same way. There's more of us out there than you think. And I really want us to get together and help spread the word through this, you know, through this forum that, you know, brings us, us better together as a community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. So for those of you who are watching or listening, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for, for being a part of this community. And like we said uh, earlier, we really want to make this podcast 
all about you and what you need and what our community needs. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, or feedback for us, uh, please leave that in the comment section below. You can also follow us uh, on Instagram. We're at East to West Weight Loss Surgery. You can follow Jason and I as well. I'm actively April. Jason is the Smithsonian, T-H-A underscore Smithsonian. Uh, so you can send us your feedback there. Just please don't be afraid to, to reach out to us. Uh, and we also hope too that we will reach out to you. We would like you to come on and be interviewed or share your story. We would like to give you a shout out on our shout out Sundays. We want you to be an active uh, member and participant of our community too. So the more involved you are, the more involved we are and the more we can learn and grow from each other. So just thank you for being a part of, uh, part of this community. We really, really appreciate it. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys. Uh, and like, subscribe, share, get the word out, help us grow the community. Uh, our Instagram page is really kind of blowing up over the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, we're looking to keep that growth going. Uh, same thing goes for the YouTube channel. Um, we push out content as much as possible. Um, we're just looking to keep doing that and keep, like I said, sharing and spreading the word. And hopefully we can inspire because we're just as, uh, for anybody who thinks that we're inspiring to other people, you guys are just as inspiring to us. So we want to keep, you know, we, we want to pay it forward. We get the inspiration from you guys and spread it out to everybody else. So if we're all in this together and uh, that's what we want to keep doing. So if you'll help us push, push the word out, uh, we definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, you guys, on that note, we're going to say goodbye. Uh, tune into our, to our next episode. We're going to be interviewing a bariatric therapist. She's going to answer all kinds of really important questions uh, for, for us about our recovery and, and how we can be successful after weight loss surgery. So that's, that'll be coming up soon. But like Jason said, uh, like, share, subscribe, spread the word, and we will grow our community together. So thank you guys so much for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> thank you. Bye, guys.